He is the way and the truth and the life. We have to die in order to live. Good morning, Father. Good morning, John Ray. How are you on this? Well, we'll, we'll date it. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Fantastic. We had a great uh, weekend. It was a full weekend, but a very fruitful weekend. Um, so we, we both had a full weekend in similar and different ways, right? Yeah. Uh, both kind of spinning ourselves for the gospel, for sure. The oil and gas industry thanks you for your contribution this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of driving back and forth to kind of go to different things. I didn't get to them all, but uh, you know, I went to the ones that that I, that God wanted me to go to. Sure. <laughs> so the uh, so uh, for those of you who don't know and aren't aware, um, it was a pretty busy weekend at St. Pius. We had thirty four men who attended um, as retreatants the Axe Men's Retreat this weekend, and then another thirty six men that were teaming the retreat. Um, and Father Poirier was back and forth uh, being present to them, celebrating mass, um, presiding you know, over the different things, speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, he was back and forth. He had uh, weddings and he had uh, first communions and he had baptisms and he had appointments and yeah. uh, the crowning of Mary and all the things. Yeah, well, the, uh, you know, Father Brady, our pastor, uh, had a wedding out of town. And so kind of planning ahead, we looked at it and they had, you think you got it? I said, yeah, I got that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, and of course, we had a few graduation uh, socials, um, you know, for all the different high schools. They're kind of graduating at different points, but they're also, you know, having thrown their celebrations at different days. Um, and so really, it's a, it's, a, it's a packed month for everyone, mm-hmm. especially with graduations for a lot of families, uh, high school graduations, and, and uh, I guess college too. Yeah. Yeah, college is, uh, my, my sister-in-law graduated, uh, so Catherine, if you're listening, congratulations, get to work. You just got a shout out at the most popular Catholic podcast in the entire world, Catherine. In the entire world of St. Pius. Of <laughs> <laughs> where we film, uh, of where we record. Mm. So, um, so, you know, at, 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 man, um, so many things that we could talk about today. Uh, let's talk about conversion. Conversion. You know, um... St. Catherine of Siena. I think, I, I think that ties into the gospel of love one another, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, no, it was actually St. Teresa of Avila. I'm sorry. St. Teresa of Avila and her uh, spiritual mansions. This is a, kind of a hallmark for anyone that does that dabbles in spiritual theology of the church. Uh, toward l- later on, when she's talking about the eighth mansion, which is the highest form of perfection we can receive in this life. Uh, she's, she talks about, um, she kind of goes back to the beginning, which is very surprising. She goes back and she talks about the, the initial conversion of the person. And because uh, she's trying to make distinctions of, okay, is this person in the eighth mansion, the highest form or not? And, and she, and she kind of makes reference to uh, the initial conversion of the individual. And she says, God brings peace, light, and he does not bring confusion. Mm. And so, can this person remember what their initial conversion with God was like? Can they remember that first time they had an encounter with God? 
and she says that a spiritually astute person <clears throat> should be able to remember especially in a conversion they would be able to remember everything because God brings perfect clarity and so if this wasn't a moment of God they'd remember they'd remember what day it was what time what they were doing where they were at even some she says even the smells wow and uh, and it's a constant it's, it's just this clear over overarching clarity that God brings to someone that's in the dark and how true is that I mean on our very first episode and then mm -hmm. in, I don't know, three or four episodes after that, we kind of unpacked your conversion. Yeah. You can remember the place. You can remember what you were doing. You were in adoration at a conference. Like, you remember the words the Lord spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, and it makes a lot of sense because someone who's just like steeped in darkness or in confusion, uh, when God brings light, is just so memorable. Huh? It's, it, you finally have clarity and peace mm -hmm. something you didn't have before so these moments of conversion should be very impactful in fact our holy father pope francis says that we should never forget them and that we should constantly go back to them uh, these are moments of grace big sources of grace to where i can go back to that initial point and it, it's very familiar with the gospel Oh, with a, the, how the gospels are are, are kind of written out. Yeah, it's um, well, and I mean, it's it's the story of Peter, right? Mm -hmm. um, Peter meets the Lord on uh, on on a seashore, right, where he had fished all night in Luke five, and then we fast forward to John twenty one, right, and he fishes all night and he meets the Lord on a seashore. He denied our Lord over. Uh, with a charcoal fire, mm -hmm. our Lord in 21 grills fish for him and invites him into a deeper relationship. You know, like the gospels, like you said, show us that, right? Yeah. Um, so, so moving away from the gospels, uh, Facebook. Okay. Facebook, Facebook does that for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I Go put ahead. a lot of things on my stories mm -hmm. and, you know, post a lot of things and especially profound moments or profound quotes mm. or, you know, um, little things that where we celebrate something with the family or Alicia and I or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Every, every morning after my prayer time, I look at the memories on my Facebook page, mm. which reminds me of where I've been in the last however many years, right. On that particular day. And, 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 and so to the point I've recently started journaling as well. Mm. Right. And, and, and you're able to go back and read those things. Right. And so it's a reminder that in the chaos of life, our Lord does work. Yeah. However you need that reminder, right? Whether yeah. it's in the gospels, it's in a journal or it's on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I mean, journaling is a, is a, I mean, countless spiritual writers talk about the importance of it. And I've been kind of on and off about it. You know, I'm, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with it. I think it's always spiritually beneficial. It's just in my own practice, my own laxity in life, you know, how often do I do it? Um, no, I mean, these moments of grace, these moments of conversion, um, these first initial acts, encounters with love itself, you know? And so it's whenever someone has this initial conversion, it's a, it is a test. To see, like over time, can you still remember that? Can you still go back to the point of love? Because and and uh, and when you do, 
it, it'll have some of the same fruits, but it'll be different. And point in case with St. Peter, fishing at first, you know, he throws out into the deep, the net tears. Um, and he needs help bringing it in. But in John, at the very end, the net doesn't tear, and he brings it in by himself. And so it's kind of like this perfection of what was there before. And so just like the graces of baptism, I'm baptized once, but I'm, I spend my entire life unpacking those graces. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with every sacrament, huh? marriage especially, uh, ordination, confession, every sacrament. Well, um and, and, and you know, to continue with the the, we celebrate the moments. We remember the moments, right? Um, uh, one thing that I think our Protestant brothers and sisters do really well is they can tell you the day that they quote met Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. The day that they had a conversion, right? Um, I used to tell our confirmation saint, uh, candidates all the time, like if you don't know your baptismal date, go back and look at it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I do well, but. I have this desire to celebrate the baptismal dates of my family. Like yeah. we celebrate the feast days of the church. Like we celebrate our birth dates. Like yeah. Alicia and I celebrate our anniversary, right? Yeah. Um, we celebrate all of those things. Why don't we celebrate the day that we met our Lord? Yeah. I have a kind of a, rec a, you know, a thing in my Google calendar every year. It reminds me of uh, the day. Every year, it, a reminder comes up in my first communion, my baptism, and my confirmation, and of course, my, my ordination to the priesthood. Um, and it has what year, mm -hmm. right? So what year I was baptized, what year I was confirmed, first communion, ordination. I told our candidates, like, if you celebrate your birthday and not your baptismal date, well, then you're celebrating the wrong thing because your birthday just brought you into this world. Mm -hmm. Your baptismal date gives you life for eternity. Yeah, but it's... I mean, I think it's fantastic what you just said about, you know, your own family celebrating those things because when you celebrate... I, I want you to hear me well. I have a desire to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that we do that. I have a desire to do that. Okay. okay I just okay. always forget. It's right? a good desire. But I like what you just said. I... I I've been taught, you know, in, in the business world, I've been taught that if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. And so maybe the reasons that I don't celebrate those dates is mm -hmm. because I haven't put them on the calendar. Oh, so, yeah, the, uh, I, I have a recurrent thing uh, on my Google calendar and like to celebrate with the church so that when this church goes into these penitential seasons, we're able to do that, too. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not willing to celebrate with the church, man, it's going to be really hard to suffer with the church. Sure. You know, because that's what that's kind of like the that's the trade-off mm -hmm. that God gave. You know, you will suffer for the gospel, but I'll give you peace, unlike the world does. Yep. And so if I don't have that peace, then that suffering is going to be a lot harder. And uh, I'm a little bit too spiritually uh, immature yeah. to suffer for something that also doesn't give me delight. Sure. Um, that now the saints, you know, these powerhouses, they can, but they know. So, uh... I'm going to take a hard segue, but I want to say this before we do. Um, I know that we, you and I hit up the podcast a lot this weekend at the Axe Men's Retreat. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so if you're one of those men listening right now um, who, who had a conversion this weekend, like you had an encounter with our Lord, and I know many of you did because you shared your stories, mm -hmm. um, put it on the calendar. That way you never forget the date mm. and you celebrate that win where you came yeah. home, right? Luke 15, when yeah. there is more joy in heaven when one sinner returns. Yeah. So this weekend, um, and for those of you who have had conversions, the day that you came home, all of he heaven celebrated you. 
Yeah. To Absolutely. the hard right. Um, this Sunday our, our, in the gospel, Jesus said, um, um, they will know that you are my followers by the love that you have for one another. Yeah. Right. Um, love one another as I have loved you. The world will know that you are, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I'm putting it in, you know, the, the yeah. gospel according to John Ray. <laughs> and the Cajun accent, you know, yep. from Opelousas. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. The, um, it's so a, let's talk about love. Yeah. Because I don't think the world understands love. I think if we understood love, then we would love, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm sorry, I told you at the beginning of this, I would follow your lead, and I'm yeah. kind of leading. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, uh, no, I I think you're right. It's a uh, a lot of people claim a right to to define what love is, or to change what love is. I want to say this on the podcast. If someone tries to explain what love is and they're not close to Jesus, Mm. I'd want to know where their love is coming from. Because true love wills the good of the other and it's willing to sacrifice for the other. Sure. Willing the good of the other means that you want them to do good and avoid evil. In order to do good, you have to know what good is. And in, avoid, in order to avoid evil, you have to know what is evil. Jesus is that hallmark for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one, is the standard. So uh, this this last Sunday after the 1030 Mass, we were leaving and my teenager gets in the truck with me. Um, Alicia took the rest of the kids and went and p- picked up the six-year-old. And so... Um, so he and I went and, you know, he's going to be in high school next year, scares the heck out of me. Mm. Um, and so, uh, we went and had a little man becoming man talk. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we talked about, you know, the, the temptations that he's going to experience in high school, especially when he gets into dating relationships. Right. Yeah. Um, and we talked about exactly what you just said. What is love? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's to will the good of the other. And then I helped him like by asking questions. So what is the ultimate good? Right. Yeah. If you love somebody, what is the ultimate good? And finally, he said for them to get to heaven. Yeah. I said, well, then remember that when you're put in moments of temptation, because if the ultimate good is to get them to heaven and you, quote, love them. So you do this thing that's sinful. Right. Yeah. Then are you loving them? Yeah. And, and you know, I kind of I meet with young young people a lot um older oh, look this is not prescribed to only young people but i meet with people a lot and you know they'll come with these kind of misconstrued ideas of what love is right so let's say that you're yeah, dating or something like that and they'll say father you know uh we'll just get married and i said i mean dude marriage is way more than just you committing sin with this with this person mm-hmm. you got marriage is that you're gonna you're promising to God that you're gonna get this person to heaven mm-hmm. and so far you haven't even attempted that so uh marriage isn't the fix to no. the sin right because no. if marriage does anything it's a sacrament it's meant yeah. to lead us to to God and it's going to magnify, or I'm sorry, let me not 
throw this blanket on everybody. For me, it has magnified my imperfections and my insecurities and the, the areas in my life that I, my selfishness, the areas of life that I need to grow because, well, I mean, the church takes two sinful individuals, mm-hmm. blesses them, unites them in the eyes of the church and in the eyes of God and says, go and bring in more people who are going to be sinful. And Hey, we're going to give you a whole weekend of to prep you for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, con- but, it consecrates what's already there. Yeah. But the so, grace of the sacrament yeah. is what helps if we, it's the grace in all the sacraments, right? Mm-hmm. But for marriage, particularly, if we tap into that grace, you said it this weekend and we said it on the podcast and you've probably said it a lot and I haven't implemented it, but I was just looking at my, my notes from your, from your talk. Um, and you said the microphone's not letting the face recognition work. Um, if you keep your marriage vows, they will get you to heaven. You said, renew your marriage vows every day. Yeah. You said you renew your, yeah, my priestly vows. Yeah. And I just thought that was beautiful because I think it's a reminder that there is grace afforded to us in the sacraments to become holy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, fortunately for me, Alicia is my most blessed sacrament, right? (laughs) Um, She's the most indwelling of God in my life, which is great because she loves me despite me, right? Unfortunately for Alicia, I am her most blessed sacrament (laughs) because I love me Mm -hmm. despite me. (laughs) And and like love is so much more than just a feeling yeah. or it's just this passion. So that's why in our, in it's first, an act of will, right? You said it, it, it is, mm-hmm. is to will the good of the other. So love is an act of will. There are moments where we don't feel like loving each other, Alicia and I, I'm sure that there are moments you don't feel like loving some of your parishioners and the mm-hmm. people in front of you. I'm sure you struggle with that with me. <laughs> More than anybody else, maybe. But, but if you, but if I was to ask you, you know, do you do you love or have you ever stopped loving? I mean, no, no. Oh, yeah, love is so much more than just a passing feeling. Yeah, so much more. And so when we when we consciously choose to love, right, we become different, mm-hmm. right? And so, in popular culture, they take this term of love, this this term that is Jesus, is his teachings, is his life, and should be my life, because I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm Christ living in the world, you know, that's, I'm baptized into the life and death mm-hmm. of our Lord. Uh, and so, they'll take this and they'll divorce it from Jesus. Mm-hmm. They'll divorce it from eternal life. They'll divorce it from good and evil and, the, uh, and, and mortal sin. Uh, they'll divorce it from all these things and they'll just make it up. Mm-hmm. They'll just make up with the term. Well, now you're just hitting a moving target. Uh, so now the term changes every day. And now it can mean anything to anyone and at any given time. Yeah. You know, and so you're just hitting a moving target. I, you gotta love is so much more concrete than that. Sure. And that's why in our first reading, Saint Paul is able to tell after suffering for the gospel, he says, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Because that's the true test of love. Mm-hmm. That if you can bear the cross in love, then there you go. Because love is more than a feeling, more than these passing, you know, things that are popular today, unpopular tomorrow, popular again the next day. Um, love is what well, is Saint Bruno, who started the Carthusians. His uh, motto is, "The world is turning, but the cross is steady." Mm. 
So it's just this reminder that that this peace that God gives is completely different than this artificial peace mm-hmm. that the world can give. And in the midst of suffering, right? Because when we love, we suffer. I mean, there's joy and there's mm. there, there can be, you know, um, good emotions, um, good e- emotional outtakes or uh, experiences mm-hmm. when we love. And there are moments of suffering inside of the inside of a loving relationship. And we yeah. look at the cross. We don't have to look any further than that. Right. Yeah. Um, it says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I if you're, I want you to wrap your head around that. Like, it wasn't once we stopped sinning, he died for us. It was while we, while we rejected him with our sin, he poured his life out on the cross to show us his love for us, right? And so that is love. I will the good, and the ultimate good is our salvation, and the cross leads us to salvation. Yeah, and that's and the church and her teachings is kind of like the the gap. I don't know how you would say this. Like the flag we gather around. This is kind of, you know, this is our hub. This is how I know that I'm loving. It's the banner we wave. Yeah, it's the. (laughs) I mean, it's the ship that we're going to heaven on. That, like, uh, you know, okay, Father, look, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to love this person. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Look, these are the things. I said, well, that's love. This is not. You know, Mm -hmm. well, how do you know? Well, it's because of these things, huh? The church is able to define in very clear ways what is love and what is not love but Satan's got a big toolbox and he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve and he's not a joke Mm -hmm. and so Satan will he's not going to dangle things you hate in front of you to try to tempt you Mm -hmm. he's going to dangle things that you love or that you you have a strong affection for desire for and then that's what he's going to use to draw you away from what true love is sure and true love should give you peace of heart from the author, the creator of the heart. St. Augustine says that, you know, my heart is restless until it rests in you. And so when you have a restless heart, when you have these anxieties or whatever it is, you should be able to bring them to Jesus and him give you peace Mm. that these things are bigger than you or that, you know, the church will still be here. The, the faith will still be taught, you know. And if if all amount of suffering happens to you uh, for the sake of the gospel, good. <laughs> you know, in the eyes of mm-hmm. heaven, good. Because St. Paul says, you know, we must endure much suffering for the, for the kingdom of God. We just want to make sure it's done within the church because that's where God works. That's where we're able to see where things are true love and where and what is this uh this temptation that satan's bringing to us yeah so um as as a people who have had hopefully conversion or in the process of deepen deepening conversion um the world needs us to love like jesus mm-hmm. right we have a um we have a a talk tonight right i mean we're we're recording on tuesday but they're listening to it on wednesday so yeah. we have a talk tonight mm-hmm. about um a group of people that um a lot of christians disagree with right um and i'm excited about what father albert's gonna say mm-hmm. tonight because um hey look at the end of the day sin is sin right yeah. um and and 
and you and I are called to love the sinner. We hate the sin, but we love the sinner because it's love that's going to change their hearts. Yeah. And, uh, and I talked about, you know, it's the most misco, this LGBTQ plus, uh, uh, group. It's the most lied or miscommunicated topic in the church because I can't tell you how many times in a week, I really have no idea how many times in a week, uh, parents will come up to me and tell me they don't know what to do because their, their child is now identifying as something else mm-hmm. or they're struggling with same-sex attraction. Or I have people, again, a number of people that struggle with it mm-hmm. and they say, why does the church hate me? Or why, you know, I'm hearing these things from all these people, well, I don't, I, and look, I just I just can't reconcile that. Sure. I said, all, God doesn't bring confusion. He brings clarity and peace. Mm-hmm. And so, for these multitude of people that are touched personally by this uh, you know this topic today don't get your information from the world and from news groups people tell me all the time they don't trust the news and yet you're going to trust them on that <laughs> I, mean, I don't watch that, it people yeah, tell me all the time what's going on in the world and I'm like oh I hadn't heard about that <laughs> yeah it's a, so the, don't get your information of love from from any other source that's not the church so that's away from Jesus I'll say this um just to kind of move it from that topic mm-hmm. to something different, a different sin, right? Um, I have a, a, a friend of mine, who I, a guy I used to be really close with who um, is in federal prison for trafficking of child pornography, right? Um, h- horrible, horrible. And it rocked my world when, when I found out about it, right? And I began to pray for him. Because, I mean, God knows he needs prayer, right? Um, And in the praying for him, I had this epiphany realization, right? Um, There are mortal sins that I commit, that I come to confession for, right? And sin is sin is sin is sin. We can talk about the degrees of mortal sin Mm -hmm. because that is a thing, right? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the degree of the mortal sin. Um, Mortal sin leads us to death, which is, you know, eternal damnation and hell right and so as the christian the only way the only way people can can be free from mortal sin in their life right um i mean it's ultimately in confession right but the only way they have the desire to come to confession is because they've encountered a christian who loves like jesus mm-hmm. jesus's love is what changed peter's life right jesus's love is what changed the hearts of the sinners in the gospel yeah. the only jesus that the world ever encounters today is you and i it's mm-hmm. the christians in the world today and we have got to learn how to love not approve, not condone, not allow people to sit in their sin, right? We don't do that with a drug addict. We have yeah, a drug addict do, in our family. We have an alcoholic with, in the family. With any sin. Correct. And so, but, and we love, right? Mm-hmm. It's the love that changes the hearts. It's, it's, hey, look, I love you, even though I don't approve of what you do, right? Self-sacrifice and forgiveness is the two-sided coin of love. Mm-hmm. Self-sacrifice and forgiveness. If those two things are not present, then true love is not present. Yeah. And so, um, so when we bring that love to the world, Jesus says in the gospels, they will know that you are my followers by the love Mm -hmm. that you show one another. And so let us love well, let us love, let us experience what we receive, let us receive what we 
experience at mass, the unconditional love of God who humbles himself to come to us in the Eucharist, right? Mm-hmm. And let's bring his presence to the world as Christians, because it's the only thing that's going to change this world that we're in. Yeah, the uh, experience love and then be love. I go to the well so that I can give water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm connected to the source. Because I don't, I can't give myself. I can give myself if, if I'm connected to Jesus mm-hmm. and that source. So, because um, we're gonna release this on Wednesday morning, uh, do you want to just remind people of what time tonight? Six p.m. in the church, St. Pius the Tenth, Father Alex Albert will be giving a presentation on uh, on gender and uh, on ministry outreach. Um, you know. The church is teaching. Yeah, the church is teaching on how we approach people that are different from us. Yeah, and then uh, and there'll be a Q and A after. I said in my uh, homily, it's he's a braver man than me. I don't know if I would open that up to Q and A. Well, no, he's uh, no, 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 I respect yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now look, uh, how long would the Q and A last? I mean, I don't know how many people we're going to have here, and I'm sure, sure multiple people are going to have multiple questions. So in some way, we're going to have to kind of regulate not out of fear or anything but just to try to make sure we get a good amount of people we don't we can't be here for 17 hours answering questions huh from one person so uh, at 6 p.m father uh alex albert will give uh his presentation and then after if you if you'd like um q a after cool for anyone that would like join us tonight um for the presentation, the question has been asked many times. No, we are not live streaming it. Um, so you know, uh, so be here if you want to, if mm-hmm. you want to hear about, you know, if if you want to learn more about this topic and the yes. church is teaching on it. Um, that said, um, we look forward to seeing y'all this weekend at Mass. Y'all have a great rest rest of your week, and God bless. God bless.